What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Snaps and Golf Clubs. How's everybody doing? Um, I know you guys can't respond in real time, but I hope that you guys are doing well. Hopefully you guys have, you know, had a great weekend or having a great week thus far or whenever you listen to this. Yeah, I hope everything is going well for you guys and that you guys are feeling good about life, about being alive. I can say for myself, I've had I had a great weekend. I had a lot of uh, reconnecting. It's still the weekend for me right now when I'm recording this, but um, but I had a great week and man, I'm really, I'm really feeling great lately, but I want to share kind of why. First and foremost, I just got back from a run and (laughs) that kind of is going to go into what I'm saying, but I feel so alive and not because of the run, but because for the longest time I told myself I couldn't run. I didn't have the ability to run. Uh, my joints hurt. Uh, I get tired easily. All this stuff. And quite naturally, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because when you tell yourself something, and you hear this all the time, but I'm finally understanding what this means, that your brain doesn't know the difference between your thoughts and reality. And right now I'm reading this book that was recommended to me. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And in this book, he talks about just that. Your thoughts, you have the, the, the power to control those thoughts. But what you're not realizing is that your thoughts, whether you're conscious or not about them, are influencing your life. And that's kind of like, huh. You know, it makes you think, like, what other things in life have I been thinking a certain way or feeling a certain way and have been projecting these thoughts and subconsciously ingraining them into my brain. So I feel great about the running, not because of the running, but because I just realized that I've been telling myself something all my life, pretty much like, oh, I can't run. But it's like I played sports. I can run. But I told myself that, oh, it's just so hard for me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, it's challenging, but I'm capable as I'm capable of doing a lot of other things. So I'm having all these mini breakthroughs the past few weeks and they've all been intentional. And I think that's why it feels good because you have to be intentional about life, you know, and I think that all comes with being self-aware. But being self-aware comes with practicing being present in the present moment and taking it all in and being an observer in your present moment, not suppressing those feelings, not suppressing those emotions when they come into, into your mind. I know for myself, I used to do this a lot. I'm getting better. It is a daily practice, but when I didn't want to face certain things, when I was just in that space where I'm like, I'm vibing, I don't, I don't know why these feelings, these deep feelings of sadness or whatever, I don't know what triggered it. And I also don't care. So I would do, I would just escape, right? I would, whatever, let me just go out with some friends or let me, you know, get on my phone or let me listen to music or let me just detach from my body, like detach from being present. And yeah, that helped temporarily, like getting that little escape somehow, but it's going to come back. (laughs) Is going to spin the block stronger than ever. 
And so it gets to the point where like you have to address it or you're going to continue to live outside of your body, if that makes sense. Like you're going to continue to create this environment outside of you to try to get you to not think about these things. But there's only so much externals can do for you, you know, because then you're going to be in a place where you're searching for meaning outside of you and you're not going to find it. And it creates a vicious cycle where you're just constantly searching for meaning outside of you and searching for validation and searching for answers. But it's like, if we just take a step back and realize like, oh, you mean I just got to sit with these feelings? The thing is that I think a lot of us think that those feelings and emotions are who we are and they're not. Just because you feel sadness doesn't mean you're a sad person. Just because you feel anger doesn't mean you're an angry person. They're feelings. They're just cruising through. And the more you learn how to feel them, like let let them do what they're supposed to do, the more you're able to then understand I have control over who I am as a person. I have control over what I let affect me and what doesn't because this is not who I am. I am me. I am just a, a present being. I am existing. The feelings, the emotions, the thoughts, all of that stuff. I control how I let them control me, right? Your environment shouldn't control you ever because you're giving power to something outside of you. And I've said this before in a previous episode, but you should never offload your power, your capacity, your abilities to the world around you because it's never going to be constant. And we're just seeking these things almost as validation, right? Like, If I feel anger, now you're looking for things to validate your anger. And now you're going to see anger in everything in life or sadness or whatever, you know. And it's not sustainable. And it also doesn't get us anything. So how do we break that? How do we get out of that? It all starts with being self-aware. When you feel these feelings, when something happens, right? Like, let's say something happens and you get triggered and you're like, um, I feel sad right now. Instead of leaning into that sadness take a step back, right? Maybe sit with that sadness and be like, why do I feel sad? Start asking these questions. These questions are what help us have these breakthroughs and have these moments where we can continue to move forward and we can continue to understand ourselves. It's part of the process and you can't reach, you can't go through this journey of trying to learn how to be self-aware and self-discovery without going through the process right you can you can read all the books you can ask all the questions you can listen to all the podcasts you can do all that stuff but if you're not going through your own process then you're missing the point right because you can't go through somebody else's process if i tell you if i tell you like if you listen to me now right you're gonna be like wow i just do that stuff it's like yes and you also have to go through your own journey Right. Like where I'm at now is not where I was even six months ago, but it's because I constantly put myself in situations that are going to teach me how to improve myself. Not that I need to like fix anything. It's not a fixing. You're not fixing anything. You're just learning. You're being open to learning. But I have to go through the process myself. So being open to learning new things is great. Because that helps you, but putting it into practice is what's important. 
you can't you know the the your journey through of self discovery or self whatever isn't like you can't just be it through like reverse osmosis like it's not like you listen to something you're like all right bet like i listened to it now i am that it's like nah you still have to put it into practice and that's the the challenging part but that's also the most rewarding part is the process it's funny earlier this week i was talking to a friend and he was talking about how the problem is that so many of us are getting almost like a high from watching other people's outcomes so like we are escaping our reality to watch other people's outcomes and we're getting in a way like a high from that or triggering as if we're getting that that outcome if that makes sense right like let's say you're watching a, a video on TikTok and somebody talks about their journey and their outcome and you're like wow that makes sense and it's like yeah it makes sense for them but you still have to see if it makes sense for you you can take now take that information and apply it to your own life if it, if it resonated right like apply it to your own life and see how you feel and now you have different insight and a different outlook but it's hard to put things into practice because that means you got to face them the feelings face those emotions but i think that the more you do it the more you understand i am not my feelings i am not my emotions they are a part of me but they are not me and so often like we see that we see people lean into that right you know they they get triggered by everything and they're always angry and they're moving around the world just like angry about everything and nothing goes their way and this and that and and if you call it out they're oh that's just who i am deal with it and it's like that's your choice you're choosing to be this person you can consciously choose to be something else but in this book that i mentioned that i referenced earlier the dispenza book dr dispenza said something very interesting and it's that we're addicted to those feelings because for so long we have identified with those things so they become our identity they become our personality so imagine you sitting there and being like oh i am not that How, you're going to have an identity crisis so your subconscious mind is is fighting with everything it has to keep you as that person which is why you have to consciously sit in a moment of awareness of presence of consciousness and make the conscious decision to not be that and figure out why you're even that right like if something makes you angry if something makes you sad or whatever negative emotion if something brings that out of you sit down and be like why did that happen and explore that maybe journal or just think about it right and that's something that has helped me throughout the years it's just if i get triggered by something being like why did i even bother me like why did that bother me like that why did that that get under my skin it wasn't a big deal but it did and figuring it out and lo and behold i can pinpoint where in my life that became a permanent feeling or emotion it was so deeply ingrained in me that i didn't even realize it and the same goes for positive emotions like if something makes me really happy or if i feel a lot of love joy whatever i sit down and i'm like what made me feel that and the reason i do that is because it helps me then create that and replicate that emotion so if i know that there was a certain thing that i did that made me feel love that made me feel happy that made me feel excited grateful all that stuff then i i can now replicate this in other aspects of my life and that's all it is it's just being conscious 
consciousness, being self-aware, being present is going to help you undo a lot of the the turmoil that you may be experiencing. And I know a lot of us are experiencing turmoil. I like I still do. And I'm not this is not a way to say, like, ignore those things. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is sit with those things and understand that they are not you. This season of turmoil, the season of uneasiness, those are seasons, but they are not who you are. Those are moments for you to take a step back and observe them a little bit and figure out why you even feel the things that you feel. Your feelings are always valid. They're just not your persona. They're not your identity. You should always acknowledge your feeling. Feel them. Don't become them. So it's not a matter of suppressing, right? Like I've been thinking about this a lot because I feel like the term toxic positivity gets thrown around a lot. And I do also understand that it is a real thing, but that's more so being dismissive of feelings and dismissive of emotions and choosing to be, you know, almost like condescending about them in a in the light of being quote unquote a positive person. But that's that's what I think po- toxic positivity is. But you see it more so of like people being like, oh, no, nah, like you can't be you can't be positive all the time. You can't. And it's like, yeah, you're right. But you also shouldn't be miserable all the time. Like just because you feel there was something that made you sad or triggered a sad emotion doesn't mean you have to sit in it. Because again, that's not who you are. It is just happening. It's passing through. So it doesn't mean you have to sit in the sadness, but you could take a back seat and just be like, okay, I am sad. Let's see why. What made me sad? And that just helps you navigate through life a little bit differently. Granted, I'm not an expert at all. By any means, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a mental health professional. And I respect all of that. I don't know the science behind this. But what I am saying is that once we allow those feelings to run their course through our body, it's okay to A, not feel anything after that. Have a moment where you're just present. You're just here. And practice then the feelings that you do want to feel. Like practice gratitude, even if you don't have anything, quote unquote, to be grateful for, because a lot of times we reserve gratitude for just like wins or successes. And it's like, no, in those moments, once your feelings of, you know, whatever feelings have run their course through your body, happiness, sadness, anger, sit in that because again, because it's not who you are, they're just going to go through and then you're just going to be present. You're going to be you're just going to exist and in those moments of just existing, be grateful. I'm grateful I was able to identify what made me feel that way. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that I am learning to be gentle with myself. I'm great. You know, go through gratitude practices and make that you make that your new baseline. You have full control over how you feel. So why not create a baseline of gratitude where that's where you always return to? When you, after you feel your feelings and your emotions, right? Like, let's get back to that, to that place. Let's get, let's have our baseline be gratitude. That's, that's our return to home after we feel things. We can choose that. It's not easy because first you have to identify things, but you can choose that. And that's beautiful. That's so incredible. And I'm learning that day by day honestly like this is this is for me like i'm talking to you guys about this but i want you to know like this is new to me this is a very very new process to me this is something that i'm learning how to do daily 
this is something that is a challenge for me too. Like it's not easy to do by any means because it takes a lot of undoing and it it takes a lot of vulnerability, like self-vulnerability, which is super important. I feel like if you can't be vulnerable with yourself, who are you going to be vulnerable with? We're looking for vulnerability in our friends and significant others, family members, and we're looking to have a space, a safe space where we can talk about things. But it's like, again, you're you're it's like that external validation. Like we want something outside of us to tell us how we're supposed to feel and tell us how this and tell us how that. But it's like that starts within us. That's not anybody else's place to hold that space for us. Now, if we learn how to do it for ourselves and we we are able to tap into that self vulnerability and you connect with someone that's able to hold space for you and and allow you to be vulnerable, incredible. But you don't need them. You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of times we get into these friendships, relationships, or even our family members and we expect them to hold that space for us and we get upset when they can't hold that space for us but it's like it's not their job i'm sorry to tell you i used to be like that like why does nobody want to listen to me why did you know why does nobody want to let me vent that's not their job they might do it for like the goodness of their heart but that's not their job and so as i've gotten older i've realized like oh you know, it's okay to set boundaries. Before I used to feel so bad when I was like, when I didn't have the capacity to listen to somebody, I would feel bad to set that boundary. Well, before I used to just let people dump even when I didn't have the capacity. But then as I started learning about boundaries, I, I started feeling guilty for setting boundaries and maybe not replying to that text right away or maybe turning my phone off. <laughs> for a day you know but now I'm at a point where I'm just like I'll either tell you straight up or like I just won't partake in it because I don't that is not my job that is not my responsibility I do it because I love you I do it because I care about you and I do it when I have the capacity and that is important to know because I'm not always going to have the capacity but love for myself comes first my space comes first my my safe place is my safe place. And if I allow you into my safe place and allow you to be vulnerable, incredible. I love that. But it's on my terms, not yours. And it sound it might sound a little bit harsh, but it's it's the energy that you have to have because you got to protect your peace over everything. <laughs> you have to protect your peace over everything. Like, think about your house, right? You wouldn't just let anybody come into your house all shoes on, all muddy, and all this stuff when you just cleaned. Um, Can you do me a favor? Take your shoes off at the door and wash your hands. Or if I just cleaned and I know you just came and you all muddy and gross, you not come into my house. And if you do, there are some rules that we're going to have to go over, right? So it's the same thing, like your house, your emotional house, you have to protect it. So if you just cleaned your emotional house, your spiritual house, your mental house, you can't just let people come in and dirty it all up on their terms. You have to make sure you have safeguards in your house that allow the space for these people to run roam freely and express themselves and be vulnerable. But also what I want to say is encourage those people to embrace their self vulnerability. Right. Like 
teach them maybe or guide them, not teach them, but guide them to be vulnerable with self because it's really important. And when you understand like you don't give other people power over you, if if you know how to be vulnerable with self and work through these things within yourself and gain clarity within yourself, then you'll never be dependent on another person to do that for you. And then it starts to change your perspective on your friendships, on your relationships, on your family relationships, whatever, on your relationships in general. It'll change your perspective and you'll start to see like, oh, wow, I can, you know, some of us have people in our like some of us have people in our lives that we just go to to when we have problems. That's not a good relationship. <laughs> like it really isn't. That's not that's not fair to either of you. Right. That's not fair to, to you, because if you you know, if this person doesn't have the capacity to talk to you, now you feel alone and now you feel like nobody wants to listen to you and all that stuff. And it's not fair to them because they're not your like emotional dump site. So once you understand the power that you have within yourself to be emotionally vulnerable within yourself, then you get to see like people for who they are and have friendships that are actually special and meaningful and don't have to be based on trauma dumping and not that's not like their purpose you know and you'll also start to see that you have a lot of relationships in your life that are just that and you can make the conscious decision to be like okay either we can evolve this but if it doesn't evolve because trauma dumping is a creates a deep bond and not a healthy one, but it does creates almost like codependency in certain aspects. But then you can make the conscious decision like, OK, I want to evolve this friendship because I really do care about this person or I want to release this. But I say this all to say, learn how to sit with yourself, learn how to be present with yourself. It can be scary at times. I get it because there are things that maybe we're not ready to face and you don't have to face them right away. Start with the immediate moment. How do you feel right now? How do you feel right now? And why do you feel this right now? And how did you get here? And start little by little. It doesn't have to be you have all these massive breakthroughs right away. But just get into the practice of sitting with yourself and connecting with yourself. And then you'll start to realize like, man, I'm I'm actually a dope person, you know, Learn how to be in your own presence. You have a special presence. Everybody does. Everybody has a light within them. You just got to learn to see it within yourself. But that all comes from just spending time in your own presence, in your own energy, and cultivating that beautiful energy that you have within you. It's not going to happen overnight. It might get ugly at times. But understand, again, I've said this multiple times. You are not your feelings. So we have to practice being the observer of our feelings, of our emotions, and understand that whatever comes up is not who you are. Your memories are not who you are. Your environment is not who you are. The things that you were taught as a child, as a teenager, are not who you are. As we learn, as we get older, we get to create our own everything we can re we can unlearn and redo everything if we really want to and that's beautiful and it doesn't erase who you your past 
I always say, like, I'm grateful for everything I went through in life thus far because it made me who I am today. If it wasn't for all that stuff, I don't know if I would have been in this place where I can have these conversations. But they are not who they're not my personality. They are not my identity. They just are a part of me. So I think it's important to understand that. Yes, you might go through an identity crisis when you're undoing all this stuff, and that is okay. It's totally normal. But the even better part to understand is that you can create your own identity however you want it to be. It's literally like real-life Build-A-Bear. <laughs> you know, like you can literally make yourself who you want to be. Actively, you can do that. You don't gotta, you're not, you're not bound to this person that you are. If you don't like it, change it. Be patient. Be gentle with yourself. Don't force it. And go through the process. Go through the journey. In the process of trying to unlearn and relearn, experience life. Go outside. Touch grass. Well, do more than touch grass, but you know what I mean. Like, go outside. Talk to people. Go to new places. Start doing stuff by yourself. You like an artist that's coming into town and none of your friends are available? Perfect. Go see them. You're nervous? Go stand in the back so nobody sees you. But also, nobody's paying attention to you. And I mean that with love. Everybody's there enjoying the moment. They're not like, oh my god, look at that person that's by themselves. Oh my god, oh my god, that person's by themselves. I used to think that. The first time I went to a solo concert, I was like, bro, they're literally not even looking at the concert. They're all looking at how I'm by myself. And guess what? They ain't even always there. So, (laughs) you know... I think sometimes it's like it's understanding it's like you're you're here like we're all living our own human experiences like I like to say and I got this from um, the four agreements but it really helped me understand what's going on it's like we're all in our own movies we're all in our own movies we just are going through life and we get to like guest star in other people's movies you know. But we're all in our own movie. So like we can we're the directors. We can make the movie whatever we want it to be. You can't give the power to somebody else to direct your movie. It's your movie. You you want to change the scene? Change the scene. You want to not have this person be a cast member anymore? Get them out. You want to have that person be a cast member? Get them in. You want to experience this part of life? Do that. I mean, the possibilities are endless and there's nothing more exciting than that. Like when you really, really deep that and like really like, wow, I really could do whatever I want. And that's crazy. But it's not. It's incredible. It's it's it gives you that is I think that is the the like excitement for life that we can all hope to get to is understanding like it's not like what's going on around you like a lot of times what we're shown is that like oh going on vacation and doing all this stuff it's like nah yeah that's cool but that's not where the excitement for life comes from the excitement for life comes from the fact that you can make this whatever you want it to be if it's going on 17 vacations a year you can make that you got to figure it out but like you can make that happen if it's you know having your own like zen garden you can make that happen Whatever it is that you want it to be, you can make that happen. You just have to make the conscious decision to do so. But first, you got to un- unlearn what you think you know or who you think you are and rebuild 
and take as much time as you need, but just be open with the process. Be vulnerable with self. You are a dope person. You deserve that time and energy you be given to all the people that you think are dope in life. You're that dope. That's why they want to be in your life because you're cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we love you for who you are. You're a dope human being. And it's time for you to see that within yourself. But you can't see that if you're not, if you just escaping every time you feel something, or if you're just escaping every time you get the chance. Spend time with yourself. It's cool, man. It's, it's, man. Dang, I've been, I've been yapping, bro. Why y'all stop me? Anyways. <laughs> Yo, I'm back in the closet, if y'all can't tell. Thank you guys so much for all the feedback that you were giving me. Everybody that listens to the episode uh, said that I should stay in the closet. So, this is my new studio. I'm thinking about getting, like, neon lights outside the closet. <laughs> so, so like, when, it, when I'm in here, it's, like, recording. Not that anybody's going to see it. I live by myself. But just for me, like, it's like, all right, when, when these doors close and that light's on, is business. But I made I made cool arrangements this week. So now, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the closet, but I'm not, I'm more, like, structured. I'm not crooked in here and all that. So, um. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm really, I'm really, man, I'm, I'm, yeah, I love being in here and I love how I can think so freely. And that's why this is now a long episode. This is my longest episode right now. I think, I don't know. We'll see how it is when I edit, but, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to stop talking now, but I appreciate each and every one of you. You guys are incredible. Truly. I don't have to meet you to know this. I know that every single person, every single one of you has a light within you and it's a beautiful one at that. And I bet you it lights up every single room you walk into and people notice you. People see that energy. So make it an energy that's worth seeing, that's worth experiencing. Because you're special. You're really special. And it's dope. I love to see it. Honestly, I love to see it. And what you'll start to see is that the more you embrace that energy, that loving joyful energy the more people around you will not only see it but you'll attract people like that into your life which is ultimately what we want we want a community of people that are incredible the opposite is also true though so with that being said be conscious you know energy is a beautiful thing we're all energetic beings at the end of the day and uh but we're also conscious beings so we can make the conscious decision to embrace the highest energies anyways y'all i hope you guys have an incredible rest of your week weekend whenever it is that you listen to have a great one of it have a great day you're incredible you're doing great genuinely i genuinely feel this you guys are all doing great i know that we're at a at a time in life where we feel like a lot of unnecessary pressure and like you know like things aren't going the way they're supposed to be going but guess what Nothing's supposed to be going anyway. It's supposed to be going the way it's going. It's supposed to be going the way you want it to go. All right? This is, listen, life is, life goes through cycles. We go through cycles in life. But that's why awareness is so important because we get to see the cycles from the outside looking in. And we get to understand, like, this is a cycle. And as long as I'm working on being a little better every day in everything that I do, this is just a transitory period. It doesn't, it's not permanent. Nothing is permanent. And that's beautiful. 
because you can make decisions in life. Like I said, you're the director of your life. If you have something that's that's uh, dampening your mood all the time and making you making you all angry, get to the bottom of it and get rid of it. Change it. <laughs> you can do that. And it's beautiful. And you're incredible. And I love you all. And thank you so much. And as always, be a little better every day. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.